0: Two different gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast and one of the hosts Richard Miller and my co-host joins me in being absolutely amazed we haven't been cancelled yet for last week's episode, your friend of mine, not really a misogynist, he was only kidding, Dr. Luke Gladall. How are you doing today <laughs> Luke? <laughs> I'm good, yeah, I'm doing well. How are you Rich? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Mm. Um, yeah, surviving being a comedy misogynist. Um after last, last week's outing. But I'm a bit poorly. Oh. I got a London Lurg. No. Um not the not the vid as far as I can tell. I'm, mm. I'm still uh, still I'm still acing them lateral flows. One stripe, one stripe, one stripe. Whoosh. Uh but um that doesn't, you know, there is a whole world of of, of other Lurgies out there. uh, got one of those so there may be an occasional there's a bit probably a bit more husk to my voice than usual and uh an occasional coughing fit may may happen but Mm -hmm. hopefully not too much i'm not feeling too bad at all
1: um well join rich for his late night sipping gravy sessions it's better than lem sip because it's meaty (laughs)
0: <laughs> Why don't you gargle Bovril? It makes your larynx so strong and tasty. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, shall we get right into it? Well, we should probably do that. Did you, do we want to pick up Wensdirdle again? I know it's taking the world by
1: school. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. So I was thinking very long and hard about this because I went with Spur and the P and the U were yellow, right? Yes. That was my first guess of one of six after my streak of one. Um <laughs> I didn't get this in one, which I don't think anyone ever does on Wordle or oh, no. Wordsdoodle. Let's be honest. Um, so I'm struggling. So, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do one that, that tactic of you just go for letters. So I'm gonna okay. go for woods.
0: Oh, um, so everything apart from the D. The D is yellow. The D is uh, Everything else is is everything else is grey. Is it Pudil?
1: It is. Stay hey! hey! green, green, <laughs> green, 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 <laughs> green. Green, green, P, green, U, green, green, green.
0: Ah, oh, it's gonna be good when we play this in a stadium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you have one of those microphones like, uh, like the, uh, the American, um, the American game show host that's like a stick with a little bob on the end? <laughs> Just imagine you, one of those, that'd be fun.
0: That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. I think I'll probably just use the same microphone as the uh, the Hillsborough Stadium announcement, uh, announcer and just have it completely be inaudible to 80 to 90% of the people listening.
1: It's that's all great, that. apart from the D. That's the
0: yellow one. <laughs> 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 then you go on Al's talk. Nobody cheered for such-and-such. Such. Like, nobody knew it was him. <laughs> <laughs> just another anonymous person limping onto the pitch and limping off again. Anyway, yes, there's some news to get to, Luke, after um, after being bereft last week, or at least mm. uh, supposedly bereft.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Breaking hoo-hoo's. Oh, just like mourning uh, being broken... Uh, hoo's could be broken too and mm. uh first off it's a bit of a kind of catch-up this is technically technically a bit of last week's news when we so oh we were so full of ourselves when we said there was no no news yeah
1: yeah oh mm-hmm. such so
0: shorty and our young impressionable voices um but what we what we missed sort of talking about the, the clear out of under 23 talent from the from the uh I don't know the the Wednesday sort of un,
1: under squad. Um We didn't even get an initial sale to let us know that these under twenty threes were half half price. They just <laughs> no. they just got they chucked them out basically. Yeah, yeah,
0: but not a closing down sale. Just more of a kind of uh, a major overhaul of what's there. Cl- closing down for refurbishment is the uh, is the under twenty threes. That's why it looks that looks like everything's got a bargain sticker on it. Oh. <clears throat> but we've got, um, yes, yeah, so on, on on expiry of their contracts, which presumably will be in the summer, we've got Kwame Boateng, Alex Bonnington, Josh Duwadu, Lewis Farmer, Charles Hagen, Jaden Onan, Josh Render, Declan Thompson and Liam Waldock. And and a few of those have been played some games for the first team, been mm. on the cusp of games for the first team. Mm. Um, Bo, Boateng and Onan only joined us this year. Yes, um, yeah. So.
1: so, they, I mean, they seem to make a lot of noise about, in, in terms of the 23s players being brought on with the view that they can have some potential um, for starting, you know, becoming first-team yeah. players or having a, a view into that first-team picture. Um, I, get, I guess this is weird. I mean, some of those are surprising, some of those are not surprising. The vast majority of it is not surprising, I should say. I just thought it was weird, especially like near the beginning of this season. We had so many questions over what the Sheffield Wednesday side was going to be, look like for this year. Mm-hmm. And it, it turns out like we shouldn't have kind of worried a great deal in regards to signing prominent senior players to be prominent in this League One campaign for this year. Yeah. But it, it seemed to be right at the beginning, there seemed to be a lot of fanfare about people like Charles Hagen signing new deals. So it made a lot of Wednesdayites wonder if we were going to go very, very young for mm. this season in League One. Um, but it, yeah. it just, you know, he he was never someone who <clears throat> even was given a chance. Um, and then typically, you know, we, we've we gone out and we signed quite a number of players. So those players aren't even needed to be looked at. Wasn't, wasn't there a thing to say that, like, we were going to kind of, one thing we didn't cover as well was that I think it was a, It was either a rumour or it was either kind of talked about in the local press, but basically saying that Wednesday were kind of waiting until a certain period with players back fit before making this announcement about the under-23s being released.
0: Right, okay. Because the idea, because this is saying, you know, more more in making this announcement is saying that really, I suppose there's not transfer windows for under-23s football, so he's saying that they can go and play uh, other you know have trials elsewhere and Mm. clubs for Mm -hmm. for the beyond the summer um which seems fair enough and I think the the idea is that we'll do the same we're gonna we're gonna see a bit of a revolving door of under 23s talent playing for our our our, uh it's not reserves anymore it's the under 23s isn't it but effectively the the, yeah that they're gonna be we're gonna see lots of trialists playing for us as well so uh to decide if we want to take take some more chances in next uh next time around so yeah seems fair enough um it's interesting yeah that they were maybe close enough to maybe get involved in first team action if if injuries went one way rather than the way they've gone but mm. um yeah I think as I say, Boateng's been on the bench hasn't he um we've heard good things about Dewadu uh, at and and Hagen, hmm. um Render there was a fair bit of and i think he maybe he's been been involved in some england you know youth level england uh, call ups and uh, and and Waldock's been been there or thereabouts has Waldock actually played a game he, or two
1: he has yeah. yeah yeah i think that was that was back during some previous regimes but he he has had a sight of some some bit, bit of football, you know, nothing, nothing huge. Maybe last time, has it been some cup stuff or it, it might have been... He might been... have
0: played in the Pizza Cup this season and he played in the League Cup the season before. So he's got two two Wednesday appearances uh, mm. his, to his name. But yeah. yeah, there we go. I mean, this is just the way of life, isn't it? I think for young...
1: It is, it is. Um, I wonder about sometimes whether I kind of temper my enthusiasm or don't temper my enthusiasm to the point that coming into doing this podcast, I do get excited about new managers coming in with a youth focus and maybe that's slightly kind of unfair to Darren Moore that he's got some kind of magical prowess for developing youngsters. Mm. Um, But it, 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 whether that was something, you know, on his resume or CV that looked like it was going to come to come to light. It kind of hasn't, I must say. So, but doesn't then that's mean? going
0: to be talent dependent, isn't it? You know, like there was the that, mm. that Man United, that class of 92. Mm. That doesn't say, you know, there's famous, there was the famous Alan Hansen quote, you know, can't win anything with kids. But like, that's not to say, oh, every team should be playing eight youth team players in their first team. But mm. if your eight youth team players happen to be good enough to be the mainstay of their national team for the national teams for the next decade, then they're going to force their way in there, aren't they? And I think the fact we've let a huge number of players go from the under 23s probably tells you there's just not much there in terms of the quality. I think Kieran, yeah, Kieran yeah. Brennan, we've seen bits and
1: pieces of. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, you know, and then like him and, and Alex Hunt are some of the players who are more closer to that, right? They're more closer to varying shades of, of youngsters, I should say. Um, it was interesting, you know. I'll we'll see. As well. oh, sorry, sorry. Go on. Oh no, I was just going to say Jade known and like you know had a I think a first team appearance at Reading mm. in previous year, but uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, maybe there's other characters who kind of come in. I mean, we yeah. could also say previous times, you know, Azazi or Ahide was probably a bit more kind of yeah. of that ilk of we we don't particularly know you know how good he, he's going to be with he was a look at the first team, but then you know. Had a run, and then you know, obviously, he's gone on to uh, get himself in a nice stonking contract at Celtic. But, but yeah, um, yeah.
0: And another loan out, I think he's somewhere in the wilds of European, Central European football, somewhere Austria, something like that. I think.
1: I think that makes sense. Like, yeah, and Shawer uh, Shawer is at uh, Motherwell, yeah. isn't he? I believe. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, yeah. Another another chunk of youngsters we wave tootle to. But I do think, I do think, I mean, people say, oh, why would
0: do we bother having a reserve work? But like, I do think this just the nature of youth football, there's thousands and thousands of players and from every year group, probably only a couple of hundred will make make their way in any level of paid football. And some of those will be at conference level and below. So in in terms of league football and the top two, three leagues, very, very few players are making that grade. Let's be honest. No, that's that's very true. Yeah. So who knows? But, but yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, if we try, it'd be interesting if we try if we try something. We might end up with a batch of n- new recruits because this is Moore's chance to hopefully shape that next group of players. So if he if he does have, as we are hoping, a talent for bringing youth through, probably the first bit of that is identifying the talents you need and then mm. nurturing them. So maybe maybe we'll start to see the dividends of his time with us because let's, let's not forget it's only been a year. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's true. So so maybe we'll start to see some of that paying off towards the, the end of this year, calendar year, uh, the middle of next season, maybe at the earliest, but um, fingers crossed. I mean, who knows? Uh, mm. It'd be nice. I mean, there's all, there is always that dichotomy because a f- manager is judged on results right away. They're not really praised for, do you know what, you did a really good job in setting us up for six months down the road, um, outside of a very few circumstances. So in order to keep your job, you want to play the best possible players and you're going to go with experienced heads, people that have played some league football over people that are completely new, unless, as we said, it's just completely undeniable. I mean, if we had a David Beckham sat in in our under-23s, you'd hope to... God that did actually get played. Mm. Um but who I mean who knows? Who knows? I mean everybody we've all we've got the story of Vardy looming large in our recent history, so uh you never know. Mm-hmm. But then he might not have been the Vardy that we see today if he'd had a nice easy ride at Wednesday. Maybe in yeah. fact he yeah. see what what the you know what the abyss looked like meant that it you know lit a fire in him that he he's still driven by when he's nearly 40 anyway with the other the other side of things in terms of squads uh, there's a few bits and pieces isn't there so we we've had international call-ups for Bailey Peacock Farrell and Berahino but uh, we know from today's game Bailey Peacock Farrell was able to delay going yeah. off uh, for that international duty with Northern Ireland uh, to play this weekend's match um we could talk about whether that was a good idea or not, uh, in, in, in light of uh, his performance. Um, but also Berahino, uh, he's shown a glimmer of form, therefore, hmm. uh, he's back on Burundi's radar.
1: Wasn't there also something within the local press regarding the, um, the Peacock Farrell call up? Was that the fact that I think it was kind of expected that, uh, Top 40 Joe and his, um, his uh, his partner is about to give birth to right um, a, a little Wildsmith ah a little Wildsmith Junior. Um, so that's why I think it was kind of looking like it was going to be around this weekend. I see. So that's why I think that uh, Darren Moore has kind of called in a favour of the of the Northern Ireland boss.
0: Okay, okay, I hadn't hadn't heard, hadn't uh, understood that subtext to things. Mm. So that that makes a lot more sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Which obviously, I mean, he was on the the bench, but I mean, if if that was the situation, then that would have been would have been a pretty drastic time for Wednesday for one game. I must say, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we also know that that uh, Windass has picked up a, a, a another injury or a setback on his way to coming back from injury, um, and there's. Yeah, questions about how quickly he'll be able to make it back into the fray, mm. Um, which is just... I suppose we're at the point where we've seen enough to know what we're missing, but he's been missing so much that it feels like any little bit of juice we can get from the Windass, the Trumpy Bomberi, is, um, is more than I, I'm expecting at this
1: stage, to be honest. Yes. It's yeah.
0: It's so such a washout for him this mm. year. It, which is it reminds,
1: real- reminds me of the uh, the Simpsons bit with uh, Dr. Nick and Troy McClure, and Troy McClure announces, wow, all that orange juice from one bag of orange. <laughs> it, it's a similar kind of mentality to Output. But yeah, I guess we're just getting down to this, that it's, you know, the, the days kind of fall off the calendar, you know, in this kind of cartoon animated... Uh, passage of time and we yeah. just continually just lower our expectations for what we see from Josh windas I mean, nice that we've had, we've had a little taste of it and I, cameos. You know, the cameos have been pretty delightful. So if hopefully the season ends in a degree of success, um, you know, if, if that was the case, then hopefully we can look back and say we, we, you know, that, that little bit of orange juice we got from that bag of oranges, was, was quite was quite delicious. Yeah. I
0: mean, his record in terms of, like, influence for minutes on the pitch is, is unbelievable, but there's just been so few and far between. It's not... If you were uh, providing some sort of statistical analysis, you'd just dismiss it, because it's not enough data to to go by, you know? It's just uh... such a... He's, it's really a shame, for us and for him. I think he's at a pivotal kind of age in his career, and we were talking at the start of the season about this being really a kind of seminal moment for him. If he'd managed to have just one of those seasons that people do have down in this this league from time to time, it's not out of the question to think he could have bagged 15, 20 goals, maybe more this season, if, he, if he'd been fit throughout. Um, and people make careers out of that sort of thing. That's the sort of form that gets you noticed. but. Unfortunately, he's he's barely kicked a ball. I mean, he's been sensational when he's played, but it's just not happened
1: mm-hmm.
0: often enough. Speaking of playing often, mm. had a couple of milestones come up this week as well. So mm-hmm. um Sam Hutchinson, 200 up for him in terms of appearances since he joined in...
1: uh, uh Oh dear, I did have this up before. Is it 2014? <laughs> 2014. I think we clarified that was January twenty fourteen. Yeah. I think it was twenty fourteen, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: and then um, Bannon joined in twenty fifteen, and he's got three hundred appearances. Um, pretty, pretty remarkable stuff from both of them. Hutchinson, a guy that was retired, you know, has was retired at twenty three, as we know, and has had his injury woes. He's still managed to piece together two hundred appearances. He's also had personality woes. Um, you know, start an argument in an empty room—sort of character it seems at times. But uh, through all that, he's he's racked up, racked up a double ton, as everybody calls them. <laughs> uh. <laughs> is it is is it worth taking a moment to sort of look at their, the two of them and their impact that they've had before we uh, get into the weekend's match?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it. You know, interesting that. Um, it it feels it feels like every week or every other week we we seem to get a little bit of Bannon in the uh, in the pre or post match kind of presser, yeah. Kind of talking about this narrative about how you know how he's he's found such a career and and a home for himself at Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. And it it seems to be such an emotional bond that he has to this football club that has kept him here kind of against the odds. So to speak, and everyone has kind of written him off for you know even to the point where what was it last last year we played Man City, and oh yeah, I'm sure it was kick started by you know some journalists, but you know Pep Guardiola was you know admiring, admiring the qualities of Barry Bannon,
0: yeah,
1: and um, so yeah, definitely for his talents and when he when he brings it in, and I think. Overall I think he's having a very, very good season for Sheffield Wednesday at this level. Um yeah, someone absolutely. who's been constant and someone who maybe sometimes for his talents maybe hasn't been the entire picture of what we need, but still enough quality and enough genius to Yeah. You know, to have a very very steady and very light kind of career at Sheffield Wednesday. And definitely Possibly one of the better characters from the last twenty years of his football club. I would say. I was going to say. I mean, really, he has to be
0: up there, doesn't he? Uh, I I know relative, and I know people. Depending Mm. on your age, you've got everyone's got their heroes, but Mm -hmm. certainly in the kind of the the modern era, the post post Premier League era of of Sheffield Wednesday Football
1: Club, Mm. the look of what we know of twenty first century Sheffield Wednesday. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm.
0: he's a pretty enormous figure he's a tiny man but an enormous figure in that in that history and I mean a dazzlingly good player on his day beautiful to watch um, I still get a real thrill seeing him sort of head into a huddle of players and you think how on earth is he got, you know what's he got planned and a couple of deaf touches and a spin here and there he manages to emerge Intact with the ball and and sort of spread the you know spread the play with something uh, something sort of breathtaking. He's it's been a joy to have Barry Bannon at this football club. Um, Definitely, yeah. And I think in, he's clearly too good for League One, even at his the vintage that he's uh, that he's now at. Um, he never seems to lack for energy. Really, um, I think physically he's always going to have his limitations I think if I think if Barry Bannon was six foot tall he would have never got near playing a Wednesday team he wouldn't no no team would have let him get this far down the pyramid yeah but um but he's yeah it's been fantastic and it's been great to see him add so many goals to his game this season there was a moment in today's game where he was played through and and caught offside unfortunately but I, I can't remember ever thinking Previously, I really want the striker to cut it across to Bannon. You know, I want normally I would want the striker to go go it alone and take their chances rather than pass it to Barry Bannon. But he's in such fine fettle um, that I I trust him in these situations now. I trust mm. him to drive into the box and and maybe unleash a, a bit of a, a bit of an effort towards goal. And H- Hodge is an interesting character. I mean, obviously he's he's been divisive in his time for one reason or another, but again a, a very solid servant to the club and, and another player that's oft often looked a class above where we've we've been at the time, I think. Hmm. Maybe maybe kind of age and legs have caught up to him. I don't I I think he looks quite at home as a as a League One centre back. I don't think he looks He's not standing out in quite the same way that Bannon's standing out. No. Maybe it's harder for a centre-back to do that. Um, but he's certainly, you know, it's it, we're getting good value out of him. He's gonna, he's probably on track to play more games this season
1: than maybe other, any other season for us, I think. Mm. I mean, Beyonce did talk about Becky with uh, the good hair. I mean, Sam. He's, he's a long way from Sammy with the good hair. I gonna <laughs> say that. We remember in his, his first iteration. Do you think that there's? I I think a weird thing I can kind of respect from Sam Hutchinson is kind of an odd utility, an odd kind of d- dependability to some degree. I mm. would say in certain certain different ways in certain different positions. Maybe limited in some. You know, I I certainly don't want to see him further up the pitch anymore. No. But you know, he's he's been one of the more comfortable mainstay centre-backs and the very kind of changing back back centre-back free. i <clears throat> I'm wondering whether, like, looking at Sam Hutchinson's time in general, I mean, I, I have to, in all honesty, kind of applaud amidst everything that's kind of gone on, there isn't a real emotional resilience from Sam Hutchinson. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that has to be applauded in in a kind of era where I think we've seen a lot of mentally weak characters. Yeah. Maybe that is something to give a lot of kudos to Sam Hutchinson for his, his, uh, him, him backing himself and his thinking, thinking about his minerals, you know? His minerals. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yes. No, absolutely. I, I, again, I, I as I say, yeah, there's, I think we've talked probably as much about Sam Hutchinson as maybe any other ca- any other character, any other player on this <laughs> podcast, and that's not more often than not not been about him as how he plays. Um, perhaps we'll never know. I don't think people are interested enough in league football that we'll see a autobiography out of someone like Sam Hutchinson, but who knows? Um, it would be interesting to see, you know, the, the, be able to be in the position. You, they always talk about that: three sides to every story—your side, my side, and the truth. I'd like to, I'd like to read the Yost Lahukai Luh- uh, <laughs> memoir, the uh, the Sam Hutchinson one, the 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 Kieran Westwood one, and uh, you know, and see see what they all made of all these situations. Um, I know he speaks out publicly and talks about things, but I, I do. I, He's definitely a wonderful representative of himself, um, but I don't know. I don't know how much of that is what's actually happening. I don't know how much mm. of that is kind of the PR spin. Um, but yeah, but as a as a player, he's very very rarely let us down, um, despite his reputation for exuberant tackling. Um, he more than often than not gets away with those wild challenges, and and at centre back doesn't seem to
1: make them at all, which is
0: mm. a fascinating part of his
1: character. Which is great, as we as we scroll down the uh, the tiers of English football, we don't have to rely on uh, seeing seeing how Sam Hutchinson fares against the lesser quality of football officials. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. But there's a, that's a good, that's a skill in itself. I think um, mm. I think Patterson sort of got that as well. That he seems to be able to kind of win a referee over, mm. uh, <laughs> and you know when they seem to want to be his mate as much as anything. And um, anyway, there we go. Yeah, well done to both of them. Um, it's unfortunate about Windass, Trumpy, Bomb. But let's get on to, to today's game. Mm. Second I- time history playing, playing Cheltenham. Is Cheltman. it really?
1: Interesting stuff. Um, I thought the interesting thing, the final little piece, and maybe this is the perfect segue from news, is in the pre-match presser, uh, Rob Staten put to Darren Moore a popular fan request, which I think is something that's come up from ourselves and also um, other fans as well, which is basically the kind of asked whether He has tinkered with the lineup a bit too much. And maybe that's the perfect segue to look to here. So Darren Moore has said that basically he's never had the chance to. He's only had about 18 players to pick an 11 from. So he says pretty much the lineup's always been picking themselves. Does he, doff he protest Mm -hmm. too much? Mm -hmm. Potential. And I mean, here's an interesting thing looking at today's lineup. So we have seen further changes at the back, and we see mm. further changes again today. Now, on paper, and if these plays are fit, this is a pretty good back three, I'm going to say, really for bags We've got... to uh, take us through it? Yeah, please. Dean in the middle of them, I believe. And then, would you say it would be Story on the left or Hutch on the left and Story on the right? Story on the right, Hutch on the left. There we go. Be. Okay, that kind of makes... That does make sense, based off what I saw today from the game. But then... Uh, <sighs> I, I, it still irks me a little bit looking at this going into this game because I'm like, so let's recap. We've had Dunkley brought back in from nowhere. And prior to that, we had Iortha coming back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think you kind of made a point to say Iortha had a bit of rustiness about him. Yeah. Which I don't think is uh, unfair. To look at, but then the fact that we seemingly abandoned him, and by the way, he wasn't injured; he was on the bench. Yeah. Um, for Dunkley, and then now, are we going to stick with Dunkley? No, no, we're going to get rid of Dunkley and bring Dean in. So I don't know. I I still think today, looking at, I think there is a point in this game to say, um, <sighs> there's some question marks over yes. those back centre free the free centre backs at yeah. the back and how they come into this. The rest of the lineup, um, I think we can maybe give a bit of, uh, depending on the situation, thanks to Berihino being off on international duty, it's a welcome return for Mendes Lang. Um, yep. you know, to give a bit of a spoiler, he posted a solid 60-odd minutes uh, today, so I think we've brought him back, and I hope we've managed him well. Though, who knows? Maybe he could have another little knock or niggle or something and then we don't see him again but it was nice to see him back as part of that um, still know Liam Palmer um, I guess Liam Palmer no. still kind of battling that uh, Gibson I'm wondering at the point that now that hopefully you know so many of his defenders are coming back to full fitness we might have a situation where it's like where is X player today and it's like, we'll, yeah yeah and more will probably rightfully say is like I can only pick you know I can only have 18 for the squad
0: um, I'm just calling, calling wides and fouls. That's all. That's all, that's all but, uh, strikes and strikes and fouls. Is it strikes and fouls? Mm.
1: Yeah. But there we go. Uh, I mean, a decent, a pretty decent lineup, I must say today. I think so, definitely.
0: I, I, uh, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. So we tried story on the left, and it, and it got swapped around pretty quickly in one game. Mm. Um, I think that was when Iorfa was playing. We we sh- we quickly shuffled Hotch back there. So I think. For whatever reason, it just doesn't suit story, and he's a young centre back. I I think you, you, it might just be Hutch has just got that little bit more experience that he can, he can, he can be ACDC in this. uh, He he can, uh, he can swing both ways in his centre back (laughs) output. Um, This, this game was was fascinating in terms of the the kind of pacing of things. I think like the first. 10, 15 minutes of both halves were absolutely frantic and and a lot, an awful lot happened. Um, Mm. And then there were just long swathes of just very little and lots of time wasting and things like that. So it was kind of, it was a lot of um, feast or famine in terms of things happening. Um, (laughs) But I I think really the first thing of note, I I know um, Cheltenham did have another, minor chance before this but the first thing I note really is is that is, the, is, is Wednesday going behind isn't it
1: I think so well I, I mean I would say like that was you know there was a very worrying moment with that early chance I must say before that mm. really case of I said early bizarre kittens um offside, offside in the first minute but all very soft from a long throw in and a flick on you know again yeah. we're, we're undone very quickly from set pieces and that includes long throw in's
0: we're bad at set pieces, but I think they're the worst is for us actually is uh throw-ins. Yeah. That seems to be the the one that we are the worst at dealing with. Mm. Um, yeah. But the, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they, 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 I've got to say, <laughs> well, we, obviously people listening will know the scoreline, but we, we, we do this kind of kayfabe of, uh, of, of, Regarding the scores and, the, <laughs> and the, the future of the match. But mm-hmm. I think obviously the, the scoreline was pretty unfair to Cheltenham, but Cheltenham looked a good side today. I guess so. Fighters.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would say that's true. Um, you know, at time I chatted with Mojelis Parandi who was at the game and said, if we can keep off Alfie May's right foot, then we should be okay. Yeah. Um, so again, he was one of... One of the limited talents. I I don't know much about Cheltenham, but I I must yeah. I think it, I'm glad you kind of brought that up because I think it's fair to to kind of look at it with a lens and say that there's a degree of usefulness across. Um, but just for just for like a kind of a largely anonymous lower tier footballing side that we're up against, <laughs> I think my frustration was purely a selfish little um mini tantrum of being why is not this team kind of rolling over? Yes. And then and then how are we how are we not dealing with what they're giving us? It was mm. very strange for that reason. Um maybe that's a good way to kind of look into that goal. And, you know, we, we lost the ball in the middle of the park. I think it was Luongo, I think, who was kind of dispossessed. They sprung it forward. Alfie May, you know, benefited from that fortuitous ball from a break. He brought it into the box. He dallied with it. And it, it's one, I think also the thing that is so depressing is much like the first chance that kind of came, there's a lot yeah. that's kind of happening that you're looking at from, from the camera perspective, and it all just looks incredibly soft. Yeah. And yeah. it's, he hits it. Um, I think it takes, they were saying on the commentary that we had, the Wednesday commentary, that it took a deflection.
0: Yeah I think it's sort of it's so we get I th- you're right it's so long loses the ball um Byers goes for an absolutely wild, I thought at first it was Dean but watching it back it was Byers Byers goes for an absolutely wild <laughs> challenge but Dean is at fault because he's caught well I don't know whether it is Dean's fault you don't this is one of the problems with th- three people marking two people um Dean is doing his job in that he is marking may's strike partner Blair um mm. on the halfway line, but it means there's a huge gap, and may runs from story to to behind Hutchinson and is found with a pass now is that <laughs> is that if you're apportioning blame, which we don't need to do i guess it's it's fine, but um let's. Let's, please. <laughs> but, you know, Dean. Dean's too far forward. If we're trying to play a high line and catch people um offside, he's he's not in line with the other two defenders. So that, that leaves a, a gap and a weakness, doesn't it? There's a miscommunication, obviously, between Story and Hutchinson. They don't pass the fact that May's run between them, moved zones, or however they apportion out uh, responsibility. Mm. Um, Story does... To be fair to him, he does sort of book it after May, but May's much quicker than him. And as you say, it was only May kind of dawdling on the ball a little bit that let Story catch up. But unfortunately, all Story manages to do is deflect the ball over Bailey Peacock-Farrell's head. It sort of comes off the underside of his calf and balloons over Bailey (laughs) Peacock-Farrell. I think if you're being harsh, I I maybe want to see Bailey Peacock-Farrell do better there, but... um, because I, I always feel like if you're beaten just straight above your
1: head yeah i don't know well i was wondering as to whether like that miscommunication doesn't put peacock farrell in a good place because it look he it it's that kind of oh you're going for it am i going for it yeah it's the football equivalent of me opening a door for you and you being like oh no you first and i'm like oh no you first yeah yeah you know like that it, it, it's a. Uh, the moment of us both having a degree of grace, there is suddenly no grace yeah. to this kind of situation. So I, I wondered whether Peacock Farrell didn't do well because of that. For a keeper of his quality, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it just it looks so poor to concede that as a goal. Um, Alfie May, this was his 20th goal this season. Wow. Yeah, wow indeed. Um, someone I think had a fairly okay scoring record in previous seasons. But This year seems to be just blowing up, so he's having one of those to...
0: seasons we were touching on with Windows, potentially could have had,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but again, it just I'm just like, how did we before anything happens in anger? We're one nil down after four minutes, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so quick, isn't it? Mm. Um, now, one of the things this team has shown is that we can bounce back. We, we I remember. It, it, well, after conceding so early on, I remembered us discussing the game at the, at the uh, the infamous Johnny Rocks Stadium uh, yeah. earlier, in- where we yeah. went behind, equalized, went ahead, and then lost two points late on. And and we had that sort of discussion of like, is that is that a point from behind then, or is that two points lost? Um, but one thing this team can do is come from is is come from behind, um, at least to get draws, sometimes to get wins. But it's not a done, not like last season, where if we concede, it's done that it's all over. It's um, There's there's a bit of life and hope in a game, even if we do go behind, particularly if it happens so early on. And it didn't take long to get back on, on equal
1: terms. No, that's, that's about three, three more minutes in the corner. We're back on level with an exceptionally rare Massimo Go goal. I know it's a better goal than I thought it was at the time. I don't yeah. think <laughs> i I, st- I want you to kind of maybe explain when we get to the point because I'm still uh, look at you seeing it live and then seeing it back on the replay it it's something that begs further repeats because um so Bannon takes a corner, it was lumped on, and then with his back to goal, Massimo is some tight theatrics to bag. What, yeah. What, what exactly does he do, Rich, to score the goal? I think it's um,
0: it's everyone's favorite—an overhead kick, I, I believe. Wow. <laughs> and he's in pretty close quarters with the defender. Like it's—he mm.
1: uh, yeah, slid better than that with then uh, Mister Lee Gregory did with an overhead kick later yes, in the yeah. game, which we can maybe talk about a bit later.
0: His late, his murder late on in the game. Mm. But it, yeah, it's a it's a kind of it's it's a, it's one of those front post efforts from Bannon. But Harley Dean stoops and and kind of flicks the ball into the middle of the goal. And yeah, Luongo, whose job mainly seemed to be bothering the goalkeeper by standing <laughs> on his toes. Um, yeah, quick as a quick as a hiccup. Um, <laughs> actually, that might sound better in his, his native Aussie tongue. Quick as a hiccup, mate. He he pops up, leaps like a kangaroo, flicks his flicks his right foot over his head, and he's only gone and scored a bonza goal, mate.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> what a beautiful fitting tribute, Massimo Luongo scoring for Wednesday.
0: <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the barbie. I've only gone and bagged. <laughs> R.I.P. Neighbours, by the way, as we uh, touch
1: on. Why? What's happened? Neighbours is neighbours is finishing. Neighbours is finishing. Yeah, how wasn't wasn't Neighbors around at the time of Shakespeare? It, it was. I I remember the early Kit Marlowe scripted Neighbors. <laughs> Low did
0: Doctor Carl cheat <laughs> cheateth again on Susan? <laughs> <laughs> Why doth she take him back so often? <laughs>
1: Toadie, mate, you go see what light from yonder window's breaking over there.
0: <laughs> Tis the lawyer, Toady, with his many papers. <laughs> oh dear! I thought you were going to tell me Toadie's died. No, no, no. Just the, the it, whole. It, the it whole... feels
1: like something that could happen, though.
0: But Ram, yeah, it's just done. Ramsey Street's
1: going to get bulldozed. Mm. You heard about Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters passing? I did. Sad that's news. Pretty, that's pretty insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're just saying sad things now. We're just talking about people who died. Yeah, <laughs> neighbors. Taylor did I Hawkins? ever tell you when Taylor Hawkins tried to put his fingers in my bottom? <laughs> 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 oh dear. Um, <laughs> my next note's at fifteen minutes, Luke. I don't know whether you've got anything between
1: uh, the d- 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 tenth minutes. Mendes Lang does his thing, which is a Harris 2.0 and hits one pretty easy for the keeper. Mm. Uh, I made a, a, a point of saying, if we're going to cap off this season in a way that isn't garbage, then we're going to have to figure out a defensive groove that works and that we can stick with. The shakiness scene in the moment where Dean heads it against the back of story is just incredibly poor. i oh looking God. to not concede from that passage of play um but then you know maybe there was a moment where we felt that like we did or, or the least of all was in the back of the net we should say rich and is i think that's the fifth Yeah that's minute, that yeah.
0: was the yeah mm. not another not wonderful looking moment from Bailey Peacock Farrell a fairly a fairly lolloped tame cross that he fumbles And uh, there were three Cheltenham players on hand to kind of bundle it into the goal between them. But do you know, was that offside or was it a foul on
1: Peacock Farrell? I thought it was a foul on Peacock Farrell. Off though, eh? It was, it was indeed. And he also made a meal of a knock to the head of it as well. He played up to the theatrics of it as well. Yeah. I must say, which, you know, probably is for the best in our situation yeah
0: speaking of that back three there was a thread i'm trying to find it on house which is uh, but i'm struggling which is really annoying mm. but it, it basically showed that over the last something like 20 games we've played a slightly different back three for almost every one of them We've barely oh, barely ever i know he's just picking what he's got the annoying thing with that is that the maths don't work. If you've got 18 players to pick, that means you've got seven choices you can make. Like, in and of itself.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, it's not... I, the def- I the only thing I think I'd agree with him is sometimes it's not the same 18 players week on week, right?
0: Sometimes it's not. Well, I mean,
1: we we don't know. I mean, ultimately, we don't know because he could just come out and be like, you know, and, and he typically does. Says that you know, this player's got a knock. Anyway. But like, okay. But like, we talked mm. about the,
0: the six-nil game. Okay.
1: Mm.
0: The next game. yeah, Players who played the six-nil game are on the bench. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they were fit enough to be on the bench.
1: mm Hmm. Anyway, uh, sorry. It just. No, I know. I know. Mm. <laughs> I know. I know. I think for, for you know for it, it's going to be really interesting when and I. I, I I hate to be negative about this because we're in sixth place. When and how the uh, Darren Moore's end of his reign ends, mm. like how we're going to kind of look back on that? Because I don't know. Like, uh, uh, yeah, there've been positives, but yeah, you know, how how can we are the negatives enough that we can forgive?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we just um. have to. It just—I think the thing is—is is that just feels disingenuous just to say, "Well, I'm only picking who I can pick," because that just doesn't feel—that's just not right. Like some of those players played um in after the six-nil game. Some—some some of them played half a half a match each. Like Hunt, Hunt was taken out. Palmer was put in.
1: Yeah, Hunt
0: came right. on at half time, so he was fit oh, enough. Yeah. yeah, that's a choice you've made, Darren. Don't. Mm. Don't shy away and say, no, no, I'm not even picking. It's just who turns up. I just... Mm. Send it. If you're here today, you get to play,
1: and then that's it. <laughs> maybe it is like managing a, a children's children's football team. Maybe,
0: <laughs> But I'd rather him say, like, do you know what? I've got to manage energy levels. I, I, the way we play requires a lot of energy, and... I, I I want to you know I want to get as many people as close to 100% fit out there as I as I can you know something I I don't know I don't know just a bit it's a bit annoying I know it's taken me a little while to kind of warm up to getting annoyed about it because um, it, it passed with very little comment the first time when you said it Luke but um.
1: <laughs> but now I've stretched I've done that now I've stretched exactly now, now I've, I've done that food. jogging thing where I bring my knees up to my hands. <laughs> which you only but, but, ever do in football? <laughs> a bit of a let off there in the fifteenth minute. Definitely fair to definitely, say. Definitely. Um, and maybe then, maybe the, the my next note is looking at Cheltenham getting a bit of a let off. I so I, I don't so Cheltenham who who is Cheltenham's manager? Can we talk about this? Is it my? It's a gentleman named Michael Duff. I think it is that the case. The old the Duff. It's Duffman. Duff.
0: Yeah, Michael Duff, who's really. His only job really has been being Cheltenham Town manager. <laughs> you had one job, Duffy. You had one job,
1: and you did it adequately. <laughs> I can't disagree. So maybe there's like, a, but I was just like, and I'm, I'm going to be snotty and contentious to a team of the tune of Cheltenham Town who are, <laughs> where are they? In the league. Cheltenham Town, after today's game, are 12th in the table. Well, that's not bad. Um, but you know, and then it was funny because it was kind of talking about with a lens of Darren Moore was saying, and maybe that's disrespectful, but just going like, you know, they're, they're safe. They are safe. Yeah. And and maybe that is, uh, maybe that is a fair kind of evaluation of them as a football team. Maybe that's shitty. Maybe that's disrespectful. But for a team who I think with their kind of qualities, I found it really funny that they were trying to play it out from the back from a keeper yeah. because it uh, you know I, I've seen us try and do that a team who are, are better and have better quality players and it's been laughable at times Um oh but God, that moment several times today <laughs> yeah well that was a worrying moment for them I think it was Raglan, did a very bizarre header their keeper kind of chipped it out and looks like he was going to go out of play heads it back Mendes Lang is in you know profiting they're going to get back to defend he's got a man on him Mendes Lang was maybe a bit too tight to yeah. get the real estate and get the time that he wants to do, you know, the Harris 2.0, which is what yes. we know he he's good at and what he wants to do. <laughs> and I I don't complain about it from because it's it's beautiful when it works. Yeah, um, yeah. But he decides to kind of slip in Johnson yeah. on the left, and he just couldn't quite get there.
0: Oh, it was agonizing watching that back on the replay because you see that. Bannon's in a good position when he first gets the ball. And then Gregory gets in a good position by the time he passes. Yeah, um, yeah. I think mm-hmm. He picked the hardest option mm-hmm. out of kind of shooting and the three passes available. He picked the hardest one, really. But, yeah, um, yeah they, they they did get themselves into trouble. And I, and I think uh, the commentary team did single out Raglan as being the place where things more, more often than not fell down. And I think that was fair. I, I think he looked really uncomfortable with this idea of playing out from the back. I don't know whether he was just having a bad day or whether he doesn't normally play or I don't know, but um, he didn't look particularly good. Um, and that whole kind of little section of their team, you know, in a way that are when like Johnson's cooking and the, and people are playing in in and around and off him, it, it can really kind of set a heartbeat for our team. Uh, this was the opposite for them, really. That that I thought Wright was pretty poor, and I thought Long was pretty poor, and I thought Raglan was pretty poor, um, amidst a, a fairly decent performance for, for the team as a whole. Um, I thought May's movement was really good. Um, I thought Bonds looked very good in the midfield for them, number 23, mm-hmm. really nice feet, neat and tidy yeah. player. He's a, he's um a, he's their their player and he's only twenty two, that's that's not that might be somebody worth having a look if we've got some <laughs> we've got some uh some some a Papa chance series
1: change to throw around in the summer maybe uh I like, I, I love doing this podcast everybody with Rich because I love there are many things I love about Richard Miller um but I I love this new kind of phase of him where. He's like the, uh, he's like Billy the burglar in Alan Alberg's book, where he just kind of very, bla- very brazenly looks like he's a man who's gonna burgle. I mean, you know, he's wearing the costume, officer. You know, you were wearing an officer costume, he is wearing a burglar costume. But Rich just kind of sneaks up on them and then just gets his big sack out and puts the players and then puts them back <laughs> in shelter. Very ungamesman like, you know, just, just. Just running around nicking, nicking, nicking talents from
0: from League One.
1: On these hapless third tier sides. You stay near, are you? I'll just have him and I'll go.
0: (laughs) You can finish that? Nah, I'll have it then. Taking
1: the whole burger off their plate. (laughs) beautiful beautiful <laughs> uh 24th minute menders lang nearly connected from a gregory cross that seemed to be yeah something that seemed to we seem to do well with i was really worried for his hamstring making that stretch
0: but uh seemed to survive it <laughs> oh.
1: yeesh <laughs> um yeah and i mean i mean the interesting thing was looking back at the end and it's obviously you know the five goals we scored, four of them. today. there, <laughs> uh, Mr. Duff of Cheltenham <clears throat> Cheltenham Town FC seemed to kind of say that there wasn't really much in it between the quality of the two teams. Oh, I love which, that, which is is beautiful to hear. You know, love just licking up his tears <laughs> like uh, like Cartman and Scott Scott Peterman his tears <laughs> in South Park. But um, yeah. yeah, but I, I must say, like for any quality that Cheltenham had we were we were giving them a fair degree of kittens today we they did not like it up them
0: no um I do you know i I think Duff is not far like this is not this was not a 4-1 game I think on the balance of play we probably deserved to win Mm. But
1: it really really flatter us um, I, yeah well, um, <laughs> what um what great chances do we really have for for cheltenham
0: i think it's i <laughs> thought they, there was a general feeling that they were fairly dangerous on the break i think it was probably more like half chances than full chances um but i think it was more that they made life difficult for us as well i think we were there was there was lots of moments where we were pretty uncomfortable as as we touched on playing out from the back. And I think it was more the case that we were actually pretty uh, good at p- taking our chances when they came, uh, particularly in that second half. Mm. Um, but yeah, we, I, I don't know. I mean, we we, it's just, it's interesting because we've dominated games and had like 70% possession in, in recent games. And mm. that's, we know that that's a bit of a double-edged sword and, and there were times that we were doing that same Aimless passing around at the back thing that we, there's a kind of comfortable feel for this team, which is just knocking it around aimlessly from, from wing back to centre back to wing back to, you know, and then back to Bailey Peacock, Farrell, et cetera, just keep ball Um and the opposition's always happy to let us do that because we're not going to harm them when we're all that all the way all the way back, knocking it around. Sure, but yeah. we did less of that today, thankfully. Um, um, I thought B- Bannon sort of played like a man possessed, trying to make things happen because it was a signature day for him, appearance-wise.
1: Well, yeah, that was that was true, and I mean, I mean, for the we can maybe go through the chances, but I think there is probably quite a few mentions from Mister Bannon. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say from that.
0: Well, the, my next note is the 30th minute and it does sort of then start a bit of a flurry of bits and pieces really between them and the end of the half. I think
1: mm.
0: it's picked up again uh, and mainly from Wednesday. Um, so the, there was um, a free kick close to the corner flag on on the left, which the, that, that, the aforementioned Baza, Barry Baza-Bannon. Um, <laughs> it looked like a bit of a set piece routine. He he fizzed the ball, uh, to the edge of the, um, the center of the uh, box, but the edge of the box, um, for Marvin, marvellous Marvin Johnson to have, to have an effort, uh, which he hit it. so true through that crowd of players, but unfortunately managed to find the goalkeeper. I think if it's been anywhere else, it goes in, mm-hmm. um, but he managed to kind of, uh, it, it, you know, that thing of um, falling in a f- falling into a barrel of um, <laughs> Bru- appendages and coming out sucking one's own thumb uh, is 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 the equivalent of Ma- Marvin Johnson's effort there. And the, uh, the
1: appendages the aren't penises, Rich. Are they? I
0: was, I was, uh, I was, I was. That's what I was thinking about. Get <laughs> in the fair, fair enough. Um, hmm. tell you. You pays your money, you takes your choice in the barrel, you know.
1: There's
0: a city barrel, there's a di- there's a willy barrel. Dive in, dive in. Just you don't want to come out sucking your thumb. That's the main thing. That's it. Whether it's a whether it's a widge or a tit. Um <laughs>
1: Richard Miller, the Ian Holloway of Different Graving.
0: Sometimes, sometimes you fall in a barrel of tets and you'll come out sucking your own thumb.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the other one about Paul Naminga as well. Yeah. That's that one. Sometimes it's, you'll pull Linda Lusardi and
0: people will be like, is that Linda Lusardi from the 80s? And you're like, yeah, she's married to Ian Holloway. Um, and you can't believe it. <laughs> uh, Luongo had another sort of decent effort on goal. I mean, there was a lot for him to do in the 32nd minute. That was when Johnson kind of like, magic the ball into his path but uh and and luongo tried to sort of head it over his shoulder and up towards the goal there was an awful lot for him to do um and maybe he got in the way of a ball that would have been better for somebody else that there was a bit of that happening we were all so keen to get forward we're almost getting in our own way a bit this uh this game at times yeah um uh, yeah, so then, then uh, my next note's fortieth minute. I don't
1: um, it just. Yeah, so. can I just bring up as well? There was a moment on the thirty-sixth minute. Bannon, P- Bannon pinged one long, and it was beautiful and wonderful. And Gregory mm. took it down. And for some reason, I'm still kind of confused about uh, uh, Gregory was penalised for yeah, having, that... having the audacity to bring a ball down very well.
0: Yeah. There was a lot was of a lot
1: like of very soft today. poor decisions against Wednesday. So, so yeah, yeah. We both
0: we almost said that in unison there. We did. But yes, yeah. Um it, it, thankfully he didn't have a chance to make any big calls, but a terrible refereeing performance. Truly mm. awful. And another referee, this happened last week and we didn't really comment on it. In the way so much like just blatantly not understanding the flow of a football game and not <laughs> get out of the way. Oh. But there were so many times when a player, a mid a player was in the middle of the pitch looking at the one player they could pass at, and the referee's like, Oh, I wonder why he's looking at me. Because you're in the way, you idiot. Stop. Either run or for for further forward or slow down and give him give him the option of the pass. We shouldn't have to play round you. Shouldn't have to be a through ball past the referee. He was he was poor. Yeah, bad bad refereeing is the standard in League One. Mm. And the the fortieth minute was one of a succession, a little series of chances that fell Gregory's way, which he didn't do as well as he really should have with. Mm. That was uh, Johnson pushing past a few defenders, cutting a great ball back to him, and Gregory inexplicably kind of taking a touch when really. He just needed to shoot. He's right in front of the keeper, and what he ended up doing was just kind of side-footing it, a touch straight into keeper's hands. Um, but uh, there was a moment. There, there was a moment where this game really felt like it was going to be one of those days, and I think Gregory did contribute to that towards the end of this. Yeah,
1: arc.
0: yeah. Because he had a very similar chance in the forty-fourth minute as well, uh, almost like a mirror image of the same chance, mm-hmm. um, and again um this was probably a little bit more di- difficult if, if in terms of if he was trying to produce a finish he was um he wasn't in the middle of the goal here he was he was just uh, just in uh, outside the the near post so it was a, a bit more difficult i guess but still again that he took a really bad touch and the chance disappears this is just what happens in these situations um the final chance of the half was well, Mendeslang was offside, unfortunately, but another gorgeous pass by Bannon, just sort of oh, so good. F- flipping his body in a strange way to kind of flick the ball into the path of Mendeslang. Um, he didn't get a great shot off, did he, Mendeslang? But it didn't matter in the end because, as as we said, he was called offside. Look tight, look tight, that offside call, um, and that was pretty much the end of the half.
1: Yeah, I believe. That's pretty much about it. Like at the end of that first half, I mean, what do you, what did you think about like Cheltenham? Because I, 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 I thought that um, on the commentary, I don't know if you got the same commentary that You probably did. I think I right? did actually. You yeah. Did. Okay. Well, that's that's a nice change. Mm. Um, you know, they they seem to question whether you know. Again, we talk about the mid to low block. Oh right, yes. You know, and so they talk about you know it seemed to that be damn block. That was kind of early on in the half. They kind of made that you know talk about that with John and and Rob. Uh, Rob put it to John, and John seemed to say that he thought that was the case. But I don't, I don't particularly think they were particularly. I you know, they were trying to play more football than that, really, weren't they? I don't I think would they would say so. in. Yeah, but I mean, even for the frustration of us getting in our own way, I thought that you know in that situation we did rely and did look to. As you put it, Barry Bannon on his uh, triple ton performance to to be the one who would unlock and unpick that defence. Yeah, so that was kind of a main pleasure. Um, it was nice to see Luongo doing well. I kind of had like a mini a mini argument with my brother where I think he you know as I think he was saying you know ba- Luongo was rushing things a bit too much. Okay, which I, I I can kind of agree with, but I I thought he still was looking very good.
0: Yeah. I think in particular that I, I do remember, I wonder if that that's one of the things that prompted the comment. There was a moment where there was kind of two, uh, Mendes Lang was breaking in the middle and I think maybe Hunt or somebody else was breaking on the right. And Luongo, instead of setting himself up and playing the pass with his right, which nearly always would have f- found its mark, he sort of rushed it and hit it with his left and it ended up being fairly easily defended. But so I can see that a bit. Yeah, hmm. um, I thought for, for how maligned they've been, really, that the midfield three, by and large, did a pretty fine job today. And uh, I would agree,
1: yeah. and I, um, Definitely a lot more to come in the second half in terms of hmm. performances. But, like, Byers was very, yeah. very good, especially second half. But all of them, I think, you know, can be particularly, particularly strong performances today. I guess when yeah. we got to that half-time mark, I was just kind of making the notes of, like, you know, I've seen Wednesday games like this before, and I'm not sure where it's going to go. Yeah. yeah, I felt I felt a bit more positive today for some reason. I felt it was a bit more sixty forty for me, and a more more the kind of two thirds yeah. one third about it going well for yeah. Wednesday. But um, yeah, I I feel like I've seen games like this before, and we've been disappointed in the second half.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've gone in thinking we're a bit, we're a little bit better. And if, we keep, if the game stays the same way, then hopefully we'll get a goal. But then the opposition makes some changes and, and it's a different game in the second half and we yeah. don't yeah. react. Yeah. That's happened so many times, hasn't it? Mm. But yeah, this, that wasn't the case today, thankfully. Mm. Um, the second half, really, both teams seem to rattle out of the blocks at the start of that second half because I think in the first five minutes, both teams had two really, really good or, or fairly <laughs> decent chances. Um, there was first off Luongo got that sort of shot almost straight from kickoff. I don't think there was. I don't know if a Cheltenham player touched the ball between kickoff and uh, and Luongo's. It was it wasn't a great effort, but it was kind of. I think he was trying to play it as hard as he could across the the, the face of the goal, uh, in the hope of making something happening happen. Um, the, the yeah, Cheltenham had a couple of nearly, nearly moments themselves, and then. Uh, Gregory had that flick that, to, to to Bannon that uh, oh, if only he'd been a, a few inches taller he could have probably nodded in but it was it was beyond him and his little his little legs couldn't get him up there uh, but it, yeah it all happened within the first five minutes and that, nice. that, it didn't stop
1: there either really I'm glad you mentioned that because um, my notes come from the 50 minute mark onwards because I was having a bagel issue ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs>
1: i was a man who enjoys a bagel by the way we're going to talk about bagels can we talk about cream cheese um cream cheese when when do you ever buy cream cheese when you're not having a bagel like um, do you know every now and then i get so this is um I,
0: i'm a man who likes to do a bit of cooking cute. um you do so it's popular in recipes to to like pasta recipes will be like oh just simple ingredients all you need is cream cheese and you know what they're always rubbish because they always taste like cream cheese just cream cheese on pasta (laughs) it's not nice but I every like there's long enough in between where I convince myself that oh maybe if I squeeze a bit of lemon in and a bit of pepper it's not going to taste like cream cheese on pasta no 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 it does taste like cream cheese on pasta (laughs) so yeah I go along you you, Mm -hmm. yeah you you buy it for a bagel
1: you buy for a bagel, and then you exhaust it, and then you're like, I have other bagels. It's, it's difficult when you have, you know, I'm not a man who lives in a continual uh, rotation of ingredients, and I'm lazy, yeah. and I know I'm lazy, yeah. and I should go to the, should go to my local supermarket, which is only five minutes walk away, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I know I should do such a thing, but I don't. Yeah. So then I have bagels, and I'm like, I'm going to have a bagel. I'm like, I could just have butter or... You know, I could really fail and just have margarine. So mm. I had margarine on bagels. But then the problem is that's, that's quite a a sloppy affair. And you know, because of the um, <laughs> the aesthetically pleasing nature of a bagel with a hole in the middle, you yeah. can often have a big old dollop kind of fall through. <laughs> and especially if you're lazy like me and you thought, "I'm not going to have a plate." You know, I you know I've got enough dishes in the sink okay. that I haven't washed. I don't need to concern myself with another plate, so I'll get a massive dollop of margarine on my T-shirt, which my cat tried to help me uh, clean up a little bit. Though so I had to go sort that out, give that a, give that you know a, a hand wash in the sink uh, in the bathroom, so that's, that's why I' missed the first five minutes of the I game. see so I'm really glad that you have moments there. I was really worried about like, oh God, I hope Rich doesn't have a story. About why you missed the second <laughs> cousin, consign those minutes to uh, to not being covered.
0: I've confused myself slightly with my notes, so I've got a fifty third minute note that comes after a fifty eight minute note um they're my
1: favorite i'm gonna say
0: yeah uh, but i don't know whether that means it actually happened in the 63rd minute and i was just too excited and put 50 by accident but let's pretend like the 53rd minute note happened in the 53rd minute was the
1: 63rd minute about a save from peacock farrell
0: yes so it would
1: be the 63rd 63rd um Uh, so 50 then my next note then is the goal right okay yeah so 53rd i've got a note from there actually there was a note from there Huh? Not much. Uh, we pound some pressure from nothing. We get a corner. Mendes Lang swings one over. Byers gets up to meet it and it balloons over. Looks like he hurt himself in the process. There, he has a bit of claret on his shirt. Yes. Um, to even do, I, I really enjoy when a Wednesday player gets a bit of blood on the shirt and they have to turn it inside out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe that speaks quality of uh, the the fabric and uh, craftsmanship within Sheffield Wednesday football shirts. But I'm always a bit like, well, can't you just see it from inside out? Like, was it like if I did that? If I did that with my white T-shirt, you'd just be like Luke. I can still see, I can still see your your bagel mark on your T-shirt.
0: I don't want to disappoint you, but I I think what happened was he put on another shirt. It just didn't have a number on the back.
1: Okay, okay. I think I think that makes better sense. Um, but he, he did, did he have he a big did. bandage. He got a beautiful, he's... hot little headband <laughs> on. Oh, is it Rambo or is it George Byers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Either way, they're a soldier to fortune. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does his salute, doesn't he, you see? He does indeed. Fifty-six minute deserved yellow for right for Cheltenham, and that mm. being a knotted naughty, naughty, naughty boy, for he did as well. Did a few, good yeah. a few moments of some duttiness, I guess. So there was definitely some. Yeah, they picked up a few yellows, pack. I must say. But then, then the goal. Then we are ahead. Then the goal. It's uh, yeah. It's a free so, all game.
0: So just to um, have a tactical moment here. We did something interesting in the second half, in that we seemed to be (laughs) perplexingly but effectively playing, pushing Bannon right up top. He almost became weirdly like a another target man at times, and this is where this is one of those moments (laughs) where where it paid off Mm. um, because Byers sort of picked out a long pass to him. Um, Obviously, Bannon did not compete in the air whatsoever, but (laughs) two. Two Cheltenham defenders fell over each other to try and uh, clear the ball and and, um, effectively, so Bannon vicariously nods it down for Gregory who just thumps it home along the ground uh, from from about 20 yards out. Wonderful. He'd missed much, much easier chances than the one he scored. But that is the perplexing world of of Lee Gregory, I believe. Mm. In a nutshell. And most of our limited strikers, I would say. Probably, yes. Yeah. But it was a lovely finish, wasn't it? It was
1: wonderful. I mean, what a ball as well from Byers. Yeah. That was huge as well. Um, and, you know, just the, the beauty that it went straight to Gregory, who, you know, barely took barely took a touch before he no. lashed it into the corner. And just an amazing controlled hit. hit. Top, top striking from Lee Gregory.
0: Top, top stuff. Yeah, it was very, very fine effort.
1: Mm. Um
0: just, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just watching it back. Yeah, it's a great touch to control it and then, yeah, slides I mean, it's a long way out really, isn't it? It's fully uh, fully 20 yards and then some, I think. Um, so yeah, so now we're 2-1 we're up. We've come from behind we're 2-1 up. It's, it's so far, it's exactly like <laughs> the previous game against Cheltenham Town. Um, and I think heeding the lesson of the Akron and Stanley game there definitely felt like the, the there was an effort from the team to just continue playing not stop and try and hold on to what we've got not taking Bannon off etc um this was this was we, we were going to keep going and um and my next note then is the is the way is, is the one we've Touchdown that should have been sixty three, um, but was mislabeled fifty three. Do you have anything between that and the goal? <laughs> uh,
1: there was a foul, which I don't think the referee okay. saw, but it was it was very fantastic. Uh, Alfie May yeah. did a lovely little pronounced dive at the sixty okay. second minute. That was beautiful. I think he yeah. was he was tripped over on the halfway line. He was running running backwards, and then he kind of made a few lolloping steps before he then okay. pronounced fall over. It was fantastic. It's, it's <laughs> one of those you want to soundtrack with some sound effects, I must say. What, what, do you have
0: a, a slide whistle, or what, what What have you got in mind for your side sound effects there?
1: Huh? Yeah, I think okay, you can have the... <laughs> and then like, bow, like maybe like kind of a large kind of <laughs> plonk kind of Excellent. noise. That'd be beautiful.
0: <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um... Yeah, so the 63rd minute, this famous note now, talk, talked about so much in this this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was a good spell of pressure from Wednesday. This was sort of setting traps, and, and we talked about them playing out from the back. This was us making them very uncomfortable playing out from the back. Um, we produced, I think, two successive misplaced passes and got very, very excited at the... Um, you know, our efforts being rewarded in such a way. Mm. And as a result, when we failed to get the ball entirely and Cheltenham emerged uh <laughs> with possession still, we were completely out of position. And everybody, I think, was in their half as the as the as the ball um emerged from from the the sort of midfield. Um just gaping holes at the back. Uh we, we ended up with pretty much byers and Bailey Peacock Farrell as the as a as the only two in the box against their two two uh, strikers. And um thankfully, you know, when called upon, Bailey Peacock Farrell produced a brave, brilliant save mm. uh diving at the feet of the, the striker. This would be um Matty Blair who who scored the equalizer last time I, I
1: believe that he dived at the feet of. And mm-hmm. um and his dad is Andy Blair, former former Wednesday player, right? Exactly, exactly.
0: Oh man. oh I don't know. Man. This might have been right on the cusp of when he came off. It might have been George Lloyd. Oh, okay. Ooh. He had his back to the camera, so he was he was Retro- hiding, retrospe- retrospectively,
1: retrospectively.
0: Yeah, he was coquettishly hiding away from me. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it looks like Lloyd actually, uh, to just, just to correct myself there. Um but yeah, he got he got down, got a big hand to it. Um. Well, yeah. Well done. Well done, Bailey Peacock Farrell. Really. That that should have mm. been an equaliser. I think probably. Um. And and he had a big hand in in making sure that didn't happen. Um. We brought on so for for Nathaniel Mendes Lang at around this time. And uh, that was the sixty fifth minute, I believe. Um. Nice to see him back,
1: right? Huge. Yeah. No, it's massive. Um. I can only hope that it's more. It's the beginning of him being back for the remaining run-in, however long that is.
0: Yeah, it's going mm-hmm. to be interesting to see how we utilize him going forward because Hunt has been doing so well at yeah. right wing back. Yeah, Johnson. No, I don't think. Unquestionably, Johnson is first choice for left wing back. Um, so I wonder if we will see him more in this this berth up top alongside Gregory or or, or Patterson um, more often because. I don't. I don't really want to see Hunt taken away from right wing back at this
1: point in time. No, and I. I don't dislike Mendes lying up top. To be fair, I. It wasn't. Maybe wasn't the game to think. Like maybe we didn't get to see that today. Didn't get to like, stretch
0: his legs too much, did he?
1: No, no, he didn't. But and you know, it was maybe there maybe, you know, one of those players and maybe one of those strikers where, like, you don't want to... You can sense that the opposition's defense is, you know, beginning to crown a a poo against... (laughs) (laughs) You know, we can see that he's giving them some kittens, really. Yeah. Like, that's that's maybe as good as it gets. And sometimes that's fine if everything else works out and you have a whole bunch of players knocking on the score sheets, which, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. they they darn well, darn tootin' and they did
0: Freddie you know? <laughs> foreshadowing.
1: Mm-hmm. so but we've got I, a few more I... notes before then, let's be honest, yeah, 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 um, um so yeah, so... so comes on, fair sub that was a sixty fourth minute um kind of some notes here from me. I said, oh, <laughs> one thing I kind of missed as well is uh just to bring some ire into this, Rich, increasing some of the pressure on Cheltenham at the start of the half. And then he said, do they have a nickname I can use? I'm tired of saying Cheltenham. Mm. Luke then finds out I call the Robins and cannot bring himself to use that term. (laughs) I will use the dismissive collective pronoun of them from here on in. Which also... How many Robins do we need? I mean, come on. Just there's too many, too many Robins.
0: So it, it
1: then even sank even further throughout my notes to say them lot. Them lot playing out the back is silly, but I'm not that's hugely it. complaining. You yeah. know, I mean I can I can kind of see some of the argument from Duff about it being close. But defensively they were not very good as a team. No. I don't I don't think we did much better in being defensive. But anyway. And also maybe that's another segue. Man Rich, these long throw ins are tough to defend. Maybe we should try them ourselves sometime. Yeah, that was a moment, kind of a probably around this is maybe the sixty sixty odd minutes. um okay. from they they got a corner which they actually got from a long throw in which we didn't deal very well, and they got a corner, okay. and they worked it back to Bonds who managed to flack one against the uprights. Some hit that. That was some hit, and maybe, aha, and maybe I'm proving myself wrong here. That you know, yeah, that's uh, that really is a chance that. Uh, that Cheltenham had. That was, that yeah. was some, that really was something. Thankfully, Peacock Farrell was there to clean up, but he was, he was flat footed just watching that one. Yeah. Kind oh, of cartoonishly whack against the, uh, the <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, hell of a strike. And then, yeah, it was some, um, they, they, they did get a header on the rebound, but I think he was offside anyway. But, um, Bailey but Peacock Farrell saved that pretty easily, thankfully. Uh, no, nice little routine, I thought, I thought. You know, worked um, working the ball out to to it Bonds did. and yeah, because um, I thought it's one of those that got again. It sort of got better on watching back because you know you know you don't know it's going to be a moment until the <laughs> until it's happened. Um, so I kind of I think in my notes I sort of put that the ball escaped from a corner and 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 was was hit, but no, it was, it was very much on purpose. It was a short corner routine that that was then played into. Bonds' path, and he, he, uh, yeah, he, he gave it one, one heck of a thump. Um, but we pretty much went straight from there. I'm not sure what, quite what the exact transition was, but we, we pretty much went straight from there up the other end, and uh,
1: that was had a, a huge very chance. Good
0: chance of ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. But maybe that was probably the strength of Cheltenham defending today. Um yeah. you know, that was a very lovely crossfield ball to Hunt, who struck it in really well. Gregory kind of killed it dead, couldn't quite get the touch on yes. it, and Byers was almost there to run in, and they somehow managed to get out of the way from it
0: was really brave defending from I think Raglan, so i mean he, he he he's been criticized for other things, but he he put himself in the way there to get hurt like that, mm. Byers was coming one way, the keeper was coming the other. Nobody was giving any portion to each other, um, but uh, he got the ball away. He did. He did. A, he did a
1: good job defensively there. It's
0: got to be yeah. said.
1: And there was a bit of a sway of this being. I think that like kind of kickstarted like a very small moment for a period for uh, them lot in this game them that, that them lot were others on the, the, the opposites, the others, the opposites, um, <laughs> the team who shall not be named. The, the Scottish team. Um, <laughs> 70th minute, Harley Dean does an amazing sliding block from oh. May getting in. And I, I wow. put this in my notes. I said, we're weirdly living a charmed life against these fuckers. How did this happen? Why aren't they rolling over and dying?
0: <laughs> oh, this was... I mean, if you're looking, why have we missed Harley Dean? Mm. Yeah, in in a in a microcosm, in a moment, this was this was it, wasn't it? Again, a little bit of thought into a set piece routine. They they flicked it over uh, the head of of Hunt and um, your boy Alfie May's in in lots of room. Heads heads. He's just shaping up. Where's he going to put it? Is he going to put it inside? Po- you know, near post, far post. Doesn't matter. Harley Dean's here. He. Uh, <laughs> he absolutely booked it to catch up with him and, and
1: uh and made a fantastic clearance. Well well done, Harley. Mm, well done indeed. Um I I think that the only thing before the the goal and what a brilliant amazing goal we've got to cover, folks. This is the best one, yeah. This is such a good one. Um but let's let us let us uh let's just finish off that no from earlier. Um the first best overhead kick of the game was Massimo Luongo. <laughs> The second best overhead kick of the game was Lee Gregory for mullering one of their players in the head. Which at the time, hilariously, Luke, with his Sheffield Wednesday tinged glasses on, thought, oh, that's a little bit harsh. You know, he's gone for the overhead kick. And then I watched the replay and I'm like, no, that's I think that's I think that's probably a yellow for, uh, for I don't know, trying to, trying to do it. Doing doing something that if you saw it on the UFC, it would make highlight reels. <laughs> they would they so, would uh, to the tune of Teenage wasteland
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Some <laughs> emergency dentistry on uh, <laughs> on some poor poor uh, Cheltenham defender.
1: Yeah, it was it was fun. Greg, Gregor's Gregor Lee Gregory scored his ninth goal of the season in this game and also performed an emergency root canal. <laughs> Um,
0: around this time as well, we also brought. I also came on for story, so I, I've, I guess, I missed just that a, completely. Yeah, some minute, getting some minutes into him, I guess, um, seemed a bit strange to be honest in terms of the timing. Yeah, but, uh, who knows? Mm. Um, it, it, Darren Moore doesn't chop and change, so I imagine the substitution just made itself happen. Um, <laughs> as we know. He just says, you know, if you're here, you play. Um <laughs> yeah, 84th minute. Jack Hunt finally grabs the Sheffield Wednesday goal. He has been um he must have come close in his first stint for Wednesday, but he has been knocking heartily on the door these past few weeks. Um and also admitted post-match that he's been getting. A goal. But this
1: oh, it was worth the wait, I think. Mm. What a big day for those who can't score, you know. Especially (laughs) kick-started by, um, you know, um, Action Mass as well. Action Mass, yeah. And this is lovely. This is some real... There's a lot of... uh, This is... You remember, like, the 90s, like, Nike Brazil advert, where they're kind of, like, kicking it. Whoa. They're all uh, cleftly hoofing it through an airport. So this <laughs> got a big, like you know, kick it to this person. It's it's one of those yeah. it's one of those TikTok videos where you know you kick it to the right and then it comes in the left and someone else and they jug it and so you know so we're all doing that. But it felt like that because it was Bannon who kind of juggled it over to Johnson, who had a brief period of keepy uppy, you know, such yeah, such yeah. such cocky aplomb it from was. from Bobby really Johnson. Was. Just keep it up the like little, little keep up, and then he kind of ticked it on, um, put a cross in which did take a bit of a deflection, and it just sat up so sweetly. For oh, Jacquunt, just roll his body back, bring his leg over, and do that beautiful, um, you know, possibly the volley of his life, and oh. one of those which is just so amazing to see. When you see a player kind of lean back and kind of connect with it and send it backwards, just perfect. Oh, it was so nice.
0: Yeah, so I yeah, I've got I've got um, with quick feet, the quick feet to flick it up and then over uh, over his own head to Johnson. Marvelous Marv does some keepy uppy of his own before flying across to the far post, and it's met on the volley by the spirit of Prime Mark Hughes in the form of one Jack Paul Hunt. <laughs> Back across goal, turning the keeper's momentum against him. Oh, just so good! Uh, lovely stuff. As I say, well worth the wait. If if it's taken this long for a Hunt, hunt to get that goal, then it's been every minute has been worth worth uh, savoring. <laughs> best play, goal! Best goal of the game, Rich. I think it is. I think so. Yeah, he, he played ninety five times in his his first stint with us. He's had 33 games this time round. So he's, um, he's well on his way to a hutch of, of appearances and uh, no goals until today. But uh, yeah, what a sweet one it was. And it's nice because then you kind of, you feel the, your shoulders can drop a bit. You can, you can feel a bit more comfortable about the game ahead. Um, Mm. I've got a note. The, The final note I've got is the 88th minute
1: one. Uh, I do have one in between as well. No one in between. I'm going Go to say for- some poor officiating. 84th minute, we break and so play it to Baz. He was not off, in my opinion. I think no, the, I didn't think I so. The either. linesman had a really bad view of it. Yeah, I think made a very poor decision. Got a little, got a little, uh, little finger wag from Baz on that one i think he yeah what he did i think well he, like... he did
0: a he did a mock applause first didn't he i think and then yeah and then gave him gave him a schooling all the way back <laughs> up the pitch but no i i don't think he looked off but that's the moment i was talking about like previously I mean, I think last season or any previous time before that, I would have been like, I want so to push on and just have a shot, you know, make something happen himself. This season, I want him to pass to Bannon. I think Bannon can do some things in those situations. But um, yeah, poor officiating. Because I think there's sometimes the excuse that all the the linesmen can see is the player nearest to him. So, you know, in those situations, but Bannon's not big enough for that. Like you can see the six foot four, Rack of defenders beyond Barry Bannon. Surely, as the linesman, there's no excuse for how poor that decision was. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, no, that's a good. It's a good point to 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 sort of mark that. Um, yeah, the, the 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 final goal, the 88th minute, the score takes on a very flattering feel as Luongo finds buyers in acres of space. He pushes into the box, beats an on-rushing defender, and scores via deflection with his left foot, making it four-one. And Gregory slaps him repeatedly on his cut forehead. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he was subbed off after that as well. For Patterson, good, fine goal,
1: though. It is. It is a lovely, lovely little goal. Lot to say about. I love that ball from Luongo. Mm. and yeah buyers just just with the calm of a striker and his pump really to to bring that down and then to do what he did in that situation yeah. so deft for how he sends uh, sends that first uh, <laughs> sends that first like defender for a hot dog
0: for a hot dog yeah um, he bought the farm on that one mm. but no, he was can... very gone okay.
1: yeah yeah I, I guess that defender could enjoy Enjoy a tasty, tasty hot dog, and I really want a hot dog right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, it's interesting. After the match, um, Hunt talked about the fact that they'd been that both the wing backs have been in practicing finishing from crosses. So, we're obviously it's obviously not by accident that those him and Johnson do end up in those positions where. Where they are kind of arriving at the back stick and providing a, another another option when balls go in. So mm-hmm. I always, I don't, I don't know. It's always very kind of aesthetically pleasing just when when wingers or, or, or wing backs pass to each other or cross to each other. There's something just quite quite a, I don't know, quite visually arresting about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, a fine win. Um, those of us that like the odd table gaze, um, we're back in the the playoff places, yeah. In
1: six, and um, I guess around is not many games happened this. This, uh, this, oh, week.
0: this was us kind of catching one up on teams, wasn't it? I
1: think, kind of, yeah. But another team still have a game to play, which is interesting. So, I guess, technically, if we'd played the full amount, if we were kind of caught up fixture wise, this would have been 40 game 40 of the yeah. season but now now as it stands you know we're a little bit ahead of a few few teams but yeah I guess with the game in hand we're still um, you know we're still level on games played with Oxford, Sunderland and Wickham around us yeah uh, Plymouth played Plymouth lost so that was nice to Ipswich um, who I'd, I'd be surprised if they made a, a late dash with so many teams in between them but who knows who knows what will happen? But happen. nice to sneak into that top six. Nice to get a win. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In summary, Rich, who do you want to kind of look at for? Uh, oh. Who Would be the the Maam man of the match. The Maam man of the match. Mm. Oh, it's tough.
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Thinking back over the the game as a whole. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard one. It's a tough one.
1: Yeah, I thought, I thought,
0: I thought Luongo, mm. Johnson, probably one from that. If we if we think of that, the wingbacks as part of
1: that, Luongo, Johnson, or Byers is probably one of it's I was one of those say three Byers. Years. Yeah, I, you know, I did enjoy Luongo uh, a lot today. Maybe I think he's slightly edged. Byers was very, very good though. I mean, both of those players with a goal and an assist, maybe. or well, no, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know if Byers did. Did Byers? I don't think he did, but I think he. he Not has. officially. Not officially, but they do a lot, kind of. Um, you know, maybe a, a semi semi second assist for, for Lee seven Gregory. Seven. Gregory to put, yeah. his, put his foot through one. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Nice to see Lee Gregory get to uh, nine goals now. You know. That's tant- good. Tantalizingly close to uh, double figures for him.
0: I hope I hope it gives him a bit of a boost of confidence as well, because I think it's not been his overall game that's suffered. Uh, but certainly, I think there's been a few times he's looked a bit wary in front of goal. Um, I mean, he was absolutely at the heart of so much good stuff, particularly in that 6-0 win, but he didn't get a goal himself. Uh, the nice thing is, he's, yeah, he's bagged now. So hopefully, hopefully that kind of gets a bit of a monkey off his back and we can... Mm. see him push on last few games of the season, um, yeah, I think, I think given that he's got the kind of official nod in terms of a goal and an assist, uh,
1: then I think I'm inclined to go for Luongo. I think that's fair. I think it'd be nice to give action mass. Yeah, you know, break him off, break him off a bit of a uh, bit of joy, break off
0: some moems for that for for uh, mm. the, the mass man.
1: There's, there's really,
0: there's barely a bad performance, right? No, I don't think anybody played poorly. Mm. Um, there's a there's a questionable moments from Bailey Peacock-Farrell, but then he undoubtedly made an absolutely pivotal, important save. Yeah, uh,
1: and, and I would wonder, like, I think first goal, I think there could be a number of goalkeepers who make a similar clanger in that yeah. situation. I don't deal with it very well, but, uh, you know, that is a huge moment at 1-1 to, to pull off such a big save and I don't know who else we have at the club in the goalkeeping aspect who would do okay in that situation
0: no no mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is certainly too slow down um, mm. to the ground from uh, those situations uh, absolutely wouldn't have been able to make that safe yeah lovely stuff I mean kind of unexpected I, 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 it's it's very hard to know what you're going to get with this team <laughs> At times, um, but this was this was a good, well, very fine result. But I think a fairly decent performance as well. Hmm. Um, we go into a, a couple of uh, of games that we're still in this kind of run that feels like it should be winnable games for us. Hmm. We've got AFC Wimbledon next at uh, Hillsborough. Hmm. You'd be hopeful for a good a good result there, but who, who knows? Uh, we've then got Bolton, who like Ipswich, they they might make a, la- a late dash for things, but it's looking increasingly unlikely. Mm. Uh, but we we'll, hopefully we'll get a chance to make a fuss over Kieran Lee again. Um, then yeah, then we, yeah. So so it's gonna be interesting. I, I, I'm really. We should just say um, <laughs> we didn't cover it in the news, but it's just absolute hogwash the uh the fixture change sky moving the fixtures around oh my goodness yeah yeah that's bad it's uh, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. um especially because of the knock-on implications so moving it to the sat saturday means that the ge- the game the monday game moves to the tuesday it goes from being a, a lunchtime kickoff to an evening match i mean People have booked tickets. People have booked train tickets. People have hotels booked. I mean, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. And for what? I mean, I I know there's, there's Sky pay money to for the rights to the football, but why does it need to be shown at such weird hours? Why can't no. you just show yeah. it when it's on? I don't know. <sighs> anyway, sorry. That's the little moan at the end. But it's been a good game. It's been a good um week for Wednesday a good a a good a very good uh, result for 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 against that them lot Um, (laughs) and um, hopefully a more normal kind of recording situation next week as well but it was nice to be able to actually sit and watch a match and make some notes Um, it's not I've not been able to do that for a little while it feels like so uh, yeah good to be able to sort of Actually, it like we've put some effort in, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
1: indeed. Any, anything else for this week's episodes? No. I think I said, I think we can uh, bring it to a close. Okay. Well, yeah. Look
0: after yourself, Luke. Look after yourself, folks. And uh, we will talk again next week. Cheerio.
1: Thanks, everyone. See you, Rich. Bye. <laughs> I'm a thousand, uh, 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 uh,